Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about habits and our it. And Jody is going to do the presentation. Go ahead and take the uh, phone, Jody. Uh, thanks, Paul. Uh, like I said, yeah, we're going to talk about habits and our it. So this is going to include some of our good habits and some of our bad habits. And we're going to talk about how willpower kind of plays a factor into these, how our triggers are used in both a positive and negative way. So this is a pretty good presentation. Um, I, I found this book that I was reading, talked about a lot of these points that I'm going to talk about. And one of the things uh, Bob Proctor uh, used to say, he used to call it a paradigm. And he used to say, this is a, a mental program that has almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior, and almost all of our behavior is habitual. So we did a podcast a while back on habitual behavior, and it kind of goes a little bit more into that. And Tony Robbins, he calls these habits our rituals. Uh, So what does this mean? Um, It means that basically our habits control almost everything that we do. And these habits, um, that's going to be our it. And that comes from our subconscious mind, and it's just going to do these things without us really even thinking about it. Uh, but don't, don't worry, we're going to cover how we can actually control these habits and how we can change them. And it's going to require some discipline, some self-control, some willpower, and a little bit about motivation. But motivation isn't probably what you're, you're thinking of. This is going to come in the form of rewards and punishments. And Before we actually have that sense and that feeling of motivation, we're going to actually need to take some actions. Um, So we talk about we have this free will. Uh, We have the choice to do whatever we want, but that only works if we are consciously aware and we use our willpower in order to make those choices. Um, But willpower, you know, it's a little bit tricky. And back in the 1960s, uh, this a person by the name of Walter Michelle did this thing uh, they called the marshmallow test. And he did this on children between the ages of four and five. And they sat them all down at this table and they gave them one marshmallow and they said, you can either eat the marshmallow now, or if you wait at least 20 minutes, you can have two marshmallows. Uh, so they set these kids down and they just sat there. And if they wanted to eat the marshmallow, they'd just ring a bell and then they could have the marshmallow. And a lot of the kids, they would sit there, and they would just stare at it. Some of them would sniff it, and they would just kind of weigh this dilemma on, do I want this one marshmallow right now, or do I want to wait 20 minutes, and then I'll get even a bigger reward and have two marshmallows. So it kind of goes back to that instant gratification, like, do I want my reward right now, or do I want to wait? Um, And willpower has a lot of different factors that kind of play into it. Um, emotions is going to be a big thing, how we're feeling, um, how much confidence we have, uh, what kind of self-esteem we have on do we think we're capable of even waiting that long. And we, did, we also did a podcast a while back on self-esteem. So in recovery programs, they, they use this little acronym called HALT, and it stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired. And those are a lot of things that factor into kind of how strong someone's willpower is on whether they're going to kind of go back to those addictions 
or they're going to resist. And whenever they have any of those different stresses put upon them, it's kind of this little red flag that says, hey, your willpower is probably reduced right now. You probably need to be a little bit more aware in order to maybe overcome, you know, that um, the desire to want to go back and, and use or whatever. And stress is another thing that kind of plays a part into that. Uh, they did this other test where they put people through some strenuous uh, willpower decisions where they had to use their willpower in order to resist something. And then they put them into another test right after that had them work on a puzzle that was pretty much impossible to solve and timed how long they would actually continue to work on that puzzle until they finally just decided to give up. And they found that people that were stressed and had to use a lot of mental energy in order to resist that initial willpower didn't last as long in the puzzle afterwards. And not doing something is also just as powerful as actually doing something. And it's going to, when every time you decide not to do something, that's going to reinforce and lower that confidence and reduce that willpower. So, um, will, you know, willpower is also reduced um, when we come into those, those different stresses. So there's a lot of different things we can utilize. We can use some of our resources. Uh, we can call someone. We can write in a journal. A lot of times just writing in a journal, even if you don't want to, will help work on that uh, mental ability in order to have stronger willpower. And we got to learn that we can't always rely on our willpower when we're in those types of situations and where we might decide to make like a poor decision or like an irrational decision. So in this book, they talked about thinking about the, your brain like an onion, where you're going to have the, the old brain, which is like our past program conditioning, and it's going to build up all these different ideas of what we have, and that's going to be like our instinctive habits. Those are going to be the things that we're just going to naturally go to and just react. And then the new brain is going to be the outer side of the onion where it's that new rational consciousness where we're making these new decisions, we're creating new habits and things like that. And that's going to be when we're aware of what actions we're taking. And when we get stuck in that decision where we um, are going to make a poor decision, we're oftentimes going to regret those types of decisions. And every time our brain is kind of put to the test, uh, they talk about this is kind of like flipping a coin where you're like, do I make a good decision or a bad decision? And every single time you flip the coin, you're kind of risking that willpower and you're risking that decision of making the poor choice. And eventually, you know, you flip a coin long enough, it's going to end up on, you know, the poor decision. So habits come from our, all these different triggers we have. They come from routines. They come from rewards that we get from, you know, good habits or bad habits. And they come from like different preceding events. So sometimes different events that happened before may lead us to make worse decisions in the future. So with these triggers in just our everyday living, there's going to be a lot of different triggers that we come across. Um, nowadays with smartphones and things like that, you have all these different notifications. It's, it's always going off and chiming and someone sends you a message or you get a new news event notification 
or any single app that you get can have a different notification. And if you watch some of the, the younger people with their habits, every time that phone goes off or every time it vibrates or things like that, they instinctively just pick up their phone and look at it without even thinking. So it's, it's kind of interesting because I had similar things like that, but when I'm, it, it's interesting how strong that reaction and that habit is because if I'm in a conversation with somebody and my phone goes off, I naturally want to go look at it, but I know like I'm talking to somebody and that's not really the appropriate thing to do. You're focusing on the conversation, but it's a really strong pull to react to that trigger. Another good trigger that we use often is our alarm clocks. Um, in the morning when your alarm clock goes off, it's going to set that trigger and it's going to go into whatever habit you have set up in the morning, uh, whether you get up right away, whether you hit the snooze button, things like that, and we're going to go into how sometimes your brain will rationalize different choices on that. Uh, stress is a trigger. A lot of people have um, different addictions, negative things where when they feel stressed, they always go do this. Uh, sometimes it might be eating. Sometimes it might be smoking, uh, drinking, things like that. That'll set off a trigger. Uh, different people and events. So whether you're talking with friends or you're, you're hanging out with a certain group of people, this may trigger your personality and your habits and things to react a certain way. Uh, places is another trigger. A lot of times, if you're driving by a certain convenience store that you used to always go to, that may trigger that mental thought of like, oh, I, I used to go here all the time. So just being aware of a lot of these triggers will help us be able to overcome those. Uh, TV commercials were a good one. They'll put, you know, every time you see like this food restaurant or something like that on the on TV, it's, it's kind of programming you to see those and to see that food and, and relate those, that place with these foods. So when you drive by them or things like that, your brain's going to recall that event, that past program conditioning of that, that TV program or commercial, and it's going to kind of lead you to be like, oh, I want to go there. So we have a, a lot of these different thoughts that go through our head and a lot of these different triggers. And when these, these habits start to go off, we're going to try to like a, rationalize. We're going to make either excuses. Um, we're going to try to think of like, what are we supposed to do next? Uh, in the book, they talked about kind of like this committee where like you get up in the morning, your alarm clock goes off and your body's going to, your mind's going to subconsciously go into this like, Oh, can I sleep in? Oh, can I, what time do I really have to get up? Um, maybe there's, maybe I just want to stay in bed a little bit longer, you know, how long can I hit the snooze for, things like that, and start to rationalize those thoughts until we can interject and become conscious of those. And without that awareness and that forceful intervention of that natural habit, uh, we're going to just continue to rationalize and just react instead of respond to these different triggers. And once we can be aware of that, that's how we're going to create these new habits and these new routines. And the easiest thing is to, like, start right away. You don't want to try to create these new habits tomorrow. That's always not a good choice because then you're just kind of rationalizing that decision to be proactive. Um, with these triggers, there's a lot of things we can do in order to kind of chain different events together. And in the book they talked about 
this guy, he would put his yoga mat on the floor right next to his bed. So every morning when you'd get out of bed, he would see the yoga mat and that would trigger, hey, I need to do some stretching or some things like that. And that way we can, we can change some of these good routines to these triggers that we already have uh, programmed and set. So another thing you can do is if you have the urge to drink or the urge to smoke, is you could start a habit and drink some water. Do things, put things in place as a new habit in order to kind of divert yourself from those uh, bad habits. And uh, in, in the book he talks about lowering our hurdles. So making things easier, making habits easier. Um, remember I mentioned the rewards and punishment? So in the marshmallow test, they wanted the instant gratification of that reward. So with this, we got to make these good habits something that we enjoy doing. Uh, oftentimes, or good habits, we're not going to get up in the morning, go to the gym, and then be like, oh, I, I regretted getting up early and going to the gym. So that's one way to think about and rationalize doing these new good habits. Um, for bad habits, we got to think of the punishment side where if we hold ourselves accountable and we have somebody that is going to hold us accountable, we can put those people in place and tell them you're doing something so that the punishment of not doing that good habit would be the dis- disappointment in, like, your accountability partner. Um, another thing they talked about was, are these habits that I would like my kids to do? things like that. A lot of those will help us resist some of these bad habits. Um, also with bad habits, in order to resist that rationalization thought and things like that, we would want to just like quit completely. Uh, be aware of some different excuses that we're going to make, uh, some different exceptions, things like that, that are going to cause us to rationalize away those, or rationalize being doing those good, those bad habits. So, you know, addictive habits often bring us really high level of instant gratification. You know, we're going to get that instant reward, and that's kind of one of those things that are make addiction so difficult when it comes to bad habits. Um, with the accountability or with punishment, he also talked about kind of like investing in yourself. Uh, for me, a while back I was in this uh, – it's a program called Step Bet where you pretty much you pay a certain amount of money saying you're going to do these goals for a period of like five or six weeks. And at the end of those five or six weeks, you would get your money back and you'd split the profits of the people that didn't make their goals. So that was a way of investing in myself, uh, putting some money on the line where if I didn't complete my goals, it held me accountable in order to complete those. Um, when it comes to accountability partners, you could also make um, a deal. There's different groups, different people you can partner up with where you have a, people that you said you were going to do a certain thing with, and every day you're doing the same thing in order to kind of hold yourself accountable, either making posts in the group or interacting with the group, things like that. Uh, when it comes to rewards, we can also set different rewards for achieving certain goals. Um, the cautious, uh, the 
the thing to be aware of with that is make sure that the reward that you're giving yourself doesn't contradict your goal of what you're trying to achieve. For instance, like if you uh, give yourself a reward for going to the gym so many days in a row, it shouldn't be something like going out and eating a bunch of sweets or something like that. That'll kind of contradict your, your goal. So I talked about, you know, getting started, uh, being proactive. We talk about in our, our three-step process and, that's where we need to start before we're going to get that motivation to continue on. And just by doing something small is going to help build up that confidence. Like if you have a, a goal of doing so many push-ups, start with uh, maybe doing one push-up every single day. Uh, this is going to help reduce some doubt. It's going to make it easier to continue on and just doing that one push-up it's going to start building that new habit. Um, with bad habits, it says quit completely. Uh, a lot of times, like I mentioned, we'll try to make these different excuses, things like that. Um, but quitting completely is going to make the decision easier. Uh, you already made the decision, so it's not where you have to really rationalize and really think about what you're going to do because you've already made that decision. Um, he, you know, he talks about the, the mindset of like just for today where maybe you're going to start a new habit and you're going to do it today. You're going to start today. Tomorrow you don't know, but tomorrow you're going to do it just for today. And when you're doing things every day, there's, there's going to be things uh, that come up. There's going to be exceptions such as emergencies and things like that, but make sure you don't make up these exceptions as you go. Um, these have to be like emergency exceptions, not really like the rule. And as we go through these different habits and things like that, that's going to be, it's going to reflect on who we think we are. That's going to be kind of our identity that we associate with. And we talked about that being our past program conditioning and those things that we've built up throughout the years. So on this journey of self-discovery, we need to understand we're, we're creating that outside of the onion. We're going to, you know, create that person that we want to be. And every time we make statements like I um, am a certain way, those are going to start to kind of solidify those personality traits that we associate with. So a little bit on habits and our it. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. Really uh, appreciate your uh, fantastic presentation. Um, Ray, you online? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? As as you know, we were talking about habits and how our it is affected. How has your habits controlled your life, and how has it affected you in overcoming these problems? Well, I've just realized uh, that our habits are everything, you know, even as a child, you know, they start getting developed at a very young age. And uh, until we realize that we are repeating those, those habits and those patterns, we can't do anything to change it. Um, <clears throat> And that's one of its main 
ways for me keeping me from changing those habits is um just not realizing certain habits that i'm having um or realizing the source of those habits to be able to you know get over the undoing um but for me like uh, jody was saying you know starting small I've been I've been realizing that a lot lately, changing around some habit habits, starting small and then building that confidence. Um, it it allows you to add on, you know, later. But a lot of times you need that confidence just to get started, to really start changing certain habits. Um, and then also the rewards. I do that a lot with the gym because I like to go to the hot tub and the steam room when I go. Um, so I kind of combine the two together. I'll say, I'm just going to work out for 15 minutes. I've always been used to an hour workout, you know, being like the standard. So I would tell myself, I'll just work out for 15 minutes. Uh, At some times I'll I'll just say, I'm going to go do one workout, like, uh, do curls with the dumbbell. It could last two, three minutes, maybe five minutes. But in my mind, I'm saying to myself that, if I could at least go do that, at least I would have done something instead of just done nothing today. Um, so rationalizing that. And then when I'm there, almost always, you know, now I'm in the, you know, more in the mood than I was when I was laying at home or just getting off work. And so now that I'm there, I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit more than I might have done or wanted to do anyways. Um, so giving myself those smaller goals and then giving myself those rewards that aren't, you know, a conflict. Like Jody said, um, going sitting in the hot tub is actually uh, a supplement to working out because it can help relax muscles that are sore from working out days before. So um, those things have been helping me to kind of hack those habit changes uh, more in the past couple of weeks and, and months than I had ever been able to before. And uh, that is also coupled with the, you know, consistency, the, fo- the following through part, realizing that no matter what goals you set or what habits you want to change, if you're not going to do something, you know, uh, to follow through and to move through and towards those, those actual goals or, you know, creating those new habits, then it's just not going to happen. And that's one of its tools, too, is just to get you to find any reason not to follow through because that's the only thing holding most people back from their current condition and actually building the new habits. It's just actually doing it, you know, moving towards it, moving through it. Because when you don't, you just just find all the reasons to continue continue creating the old habits and don't even realize it because it is that good um, at disguising the source of those patterns from you. Um, So that's my experience and something that is definitely strong, uh, strong force to overcome and realizing that it is the entire um, reason for, you know, your current condition is your, your patterns, the things that, you've been conditioned to believe and then to recreate habitually um, over time. And so the key to, to changing that is, you know, 
Well, the key is changing those habits, and those are some things that help help for me. Like Jody said, making it making it easier, and to remember that you can always build onto it, and then uh, giving yourself those rewards that aren't causing a conflict in what you're trying to accomplish. So, thanks. Thank you, Ray. Really appreciate that. I know in the past ten years, you've overcome a lot of habits and challenges, but. As you said the other day, you uh, you know you're continuing daily to uh, overcome them, and it's a lifelong journey on that journey of self-discovery, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's just like, for instance, uh, half of my life, if not two-thirds of my life, uh, I had the uh, habit of uh, using the fear of failure as an excuse not to accomplish things in my life that I should accomplish at that particular time. And it's just like, for instance, commercials and radio, TV ads, you know, they spend billions of dollars to uh, get you to buy the products and the items that they want to sell you. And that gets you to become a habit every time you see those hamburgers or those drinks or whatever they're trying to sell. Even when you are getting around uh, people, you know, you seem to have that same habit of talking, acting, and feeling and believing every time you get around them. Have you ever, I know I have, uh, been in a car and go from your home to work, and you got to work and you thought, I, I can't even remember coming from home to work here. I'm sure uh, you and Jody and myself uh, have experienced that. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've even sometimes been headed to work and then found myself going somewhere completely different or I was going somewhere different and ended up at work just because <laughs> it was similar to the path I normally took. Got him zoned out and then just went through that. Yeah, that habit so strong just took me right to work on on my day off. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, uh, half of my life or two-thirds of my life, I used the habit of fear of failure to procrastinate and not accomplish the things that I said that I wanted to. But the fear of failure, that habit just played itself uh, repeatedly. And... uh, it's def- definitely a habit uh, that we have to get over. And I know that all of my, pretty much all of my life, I'm constantly working on those challenges of overcoming, the, you know, those habits. And these habits uh, help us to destroy ourselves when it comes to accomplishments, goals, and objectives. But we've just got to identify them and realize that they're there constantly until we overcome them. Uh, They have no more influence with us. And you do that by step two, which is choosing to confront and make a choice. And from that point on, that's where you've got to use your power to become proactive. Being proactive is doing the opposite of what you always have done. 
And that three-step program can uh, help you in any area of your life. The only thing you got to do is use it, and it'll benefit you in every way possible, no matter what it is. We really appreciate uh, uh, Jody doing the presentation and the input that you gave this evening, uh, Ray. And uh, anybody want to say anything before we get off the presentation tonight? Oh, that's it. All right, gang. Thank you for being on our presentation this evening. And uh, don't forget to call in next Thursday night at 730 at 518-992-1035. Ask your friends, relatives, and enemies on our call next Thursday night. Thank you. We'll see you then.